Welcome to Sexy Secrets, a podcast about body confidence, relationship magic, kink, and sex. Here I share stories and tips from my life to help you get what you want in and out of the bedroom. I am your host, Marion Cloetes, French love coach for women and your pleasure advocate. Let's get started. Today I want to speak to you about the conversation you need to have before having sex with someone else. And this is so important. (laughs) Um, Inspiration for this episode came from having a chat with Mark, my partner, in the tab a couple of um, days ago. Yes, we have a tab, which is pretty cool, especially for having deep, intense undistracted chats, which I recommend to everyone, really, not a tab, but having time and space um, to have this kind of conversations. So I was talking and I kind of went on a rant on how people don't talk about sex and people don't talk before sex of what could happen. And generally, I'm just fed up because things would be so much easier. Relationships would be so much easier if people knew and took the time to talk about their needs, their expectations, their desires. Um, I'm also seeing, you know, like people on the internet, women, uh, but not only friends, as well, kind of wondering about you know, what's going to happen in the relationship and, you know, asking friends about, like, advices and what should I do and what do you think this person actually mean and blah, blah, blah. And they're all, like, legit questions. And let me tell you, I've so been there. Um, I have, uh, really. And I absolutely understand why you need support and why you need help kind of deciphering all the events and all the signs. But I also know that there is nothing like actually talking to the person instead of making wild assumptions with your friends or your family or your close ones. Actually, the more you find yourself talking about someone with other people, the more it is important for you to talk to this specific person directly because that's the only way you're going to know, you know, what's up. Um, okay, I went on a, bit of a ten- of, on a bit of a tangent right here. Back to sex. Um, so talking about sex is important. Talking about sex before it happens is crucial. And I know, I know it's not easy. And believe me, I've been on a lot of casual, you know, a lot of, you know, casual relationship or, you know, being friends with benefits, or just a casual hookup with someone I just, you know, I just had met, um, which, you know, was great and fun and had its limitations, but I learned a lot and I'm like, I have no regrets. Hashtag no regrets, right? <laughs> um, so I know how complicated it can be to actually like open up and be vulnerable in front of someone that you don't know and you might think that they will judge you or they will think that you're needy or they will think that you're too much 
or they will think that blah, blah, blah. Um, actually, when you first start to think, I don't want this person to think X, Y, Z, is when you should focus on yourself and be like, my needs matter. And if this person does think X, Y, Z, that's their problem. Because ultimately we cannot control what other people think. And it really shouldn't matter as much as what we think about ourselves. Which I know, once more, is easier said than done. Um, But just to give you a hint, like, you know, in any kind of scenario, when you find yourself, and I do that, I try to do that on a daily basis, when I want to do something, and it, it might be like wearing heels to go somewhere, or like this set of lipstick, or talking about something online, when my mind starts saying, oh no, because people are going to think blah, 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 is when I know that I'm stepping away from my power and giving more power to people that I either don't really know or don't really care about, or at least not as much as I do about me. Um, so it's it's a really good it's a really good way to catch yourself, kind of giving away your power and not making the best decision for you, simply. Back <laughs> to the pre-sex question. Um, I do talk with a lot of tangents because in my head it's like communication is such an important topic. And yes, so back to sex. Um, when we're having this chat with Mark a couple of days ago, we were talking about when we first met. So when we first met, we met uh, in a restaurant bar in Bali and then went for dinner, and then he offered to tie me up. Shibari style, um, which is an old traditional martial arts, Japanese art of bondage. Um, just to give you some context. So the next day, or second date, he tied me up in his room, and that would deserve like a wall, <laughs> a wall that in itself, but just to give you some context. context. And there was no, like, there was no sex involved. That wasn't a plan. The sex wasn't just the sex. The sex wasn't part of the scenario. However, before, we talked about what was going to happen. So it's not sex, but it is like BDSM kink. And one of the big advantages and benefit of BDSM is that everything is talked through before. And maybe not the whole scenario is talked through. It depends on the people. But like all the parties involved know what's going to happen. And there is a safe container that's created for all the participants. Um, yeah, which makes it awesome, to be honest. Um, because everything is talked about. Um, so to give you a more precise example, before Mark did tie me up, he had sent me the previous day an extensive text about what was going to happen, what I should wear, um, you know, like giving me options, um, as in like not 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 like you should wear this and kind of busting me around from the get go, even though that could have been something that had happened if we had you know talked about it, uh, but more like well you know you can either wear no clothes or you can wear clothes, just something comfortable, you know, just like you would do before going to like a yoga class, I guess. Um, so he had sent me this extensive text of like what was going to happen, which really made me feel safe. 
And then before, so like the next day when I did show up to his hotel room, um, before we started, there was kind of a recap um and he said it's like his intake you know intake form or something of like you know like do you have any piercing is there any part of your body that hurts and like are you on a contraceptive or you know like all this kind of thing even though sex wasn't on the picture which kind of you know stirred on me at first um but then long story short it was it was good to know um my point of explaining you all of that is because while I was doing a new thing and that was like my first official experience with King, it made me really safe. But I think this is actually valid for all kind of sex. Kinky or not kinky. And not kinky is usually referred to as vanilla. Vanilla sex. So even if you only do vanilla sex, it is of, of the utmost important, I think, to talk about things, not especially everything that's going to happen minute by minute, because yes, you know, it could kill a bit of the surprise and, and the flow of the action. But first of all, clearing, like making your expectations clear, and then this is just a casual hookup, or I'm actually looking for, you know, like a serious monogamist committed relationship. Or I just want to be friends with benefit. Or I just broke up with someone and for now I'm just looking for sex or fun or cuddles. It is very, very important to talk about all of that before sex. And I know there isn't always a space and I know it always it doesn't always feel comfortable. I really know. Um, and yet I think it would save so much heartache and headache <laughs> to everyone involved, including your friends, who are probably going to hear about it afterwards. So the reason I think it's so important to talk about it before sex and not after is because when you have sex with someone, some stuff happens. Um, first of all, on a purely physical level, um, when you have sex with someone, you're really close. You know, like that's kind of how it goes, right? Um, your bodies are closed and... A physical closeness can lead to emotional, energetical closeness. Um, emotionally, because you can develop emotions with people more easily when you have sex, which is explained by hormones and biology. Basically, when we have sex, um, we have a lot of hormones which are released into our body, filled with ones like endorphins, um, dopamine, and I'm not exactly sure about which kind of hormones, I just know that they feel good, and you probably know it too. And there is also one that's really important if you have a vagina. If you have a vagina, when there is something that comes in or out of it, let it be a baby or a penis, penis, um, and yes, both are like relevant here. There is some oxytocin that's released in your body. So you get bonded to either the person you are having sex with because um, of very biological kind of cavemen, cavewomen things. That I'll, I'll go into detail a bit more afterwards. Or bonding to your baby. So like basically when you have like 
what people say call natural births, like, you know, bursting a baby through your vagina, you have oxytocin that are released that will make you bond with the baby quicker, um, more quickly, and that is helpful in you protecting the baby and hence continuing the human race. Um... And if you think that's going really deep, <laughs> um, yes, it is. And it is also the same when you have sex with someone. It doesn't have to be, you know, penis and vagina. Um, that's one, like, kind of more direct and clear example. It could also work with fingers, you know. Um, any, any, I want to say, like, anyone who puts something in your, in your vagina. And I don't know if that works with yourself. Uh, that's actually a good question. Um, yeah, it, it provokes a release of oxytocin, which makes you bond with a person, because if you have, um, how to turn that, if you have a vagina, um, you are supposed to be, like, and I say when you are supposed to be, like, on a very, once more deeply rooted biological instinct, things that we are not even aware of what's going on in your body is like, oh, I'm bonded to this person, so they won't leave me. So when I'm pregnant, they will protect me. And obviously, we don't live in this kind of, well, obviously, not obviously, but like this instincts and stuff that happened, happened a million years ago. I don't know if million is correct. I think it is. Um, because like to ensure the survival of our spaces, spaces, you know what I mean. And even though society has evolved a lot since then, and, you know, sex and gender roles are very different, this is still active in our bodies, in most of our bodies. And, you know, like, obviously we have different hormone levels. Some people might be more inclined to producing and feeling the effect of oxytocin than others, um, because everybody is different. However... I do think it's important to realize that on a chemical level, that is what happens in your body in most cases. And that is that can explain why you might feel like you're bonded or you're bonded with someone after sex. This is a biological response from your body that actually has nothing to do with either you or the other person. Because um, I'm, not, I'm not talking about like having great connection, you know, during sex. Um, I'm just talking about the act of of sex and penetration to be really more like specific because sex isn't only penetration, obviously, but that deserves to be said. And then um, even the connection you can feel with someone during sex, um, you know, like kind of an alchemy, um, like a really great physical connection, that is also a sign that um, biologically you are compatible. Don't want to get into too many details, too much details right now, because I wasn't really expecting to talk about that. Um, but I do think it's important to understand all of that. And the day I learned about all of that, about oxytocin, for example, being released in my body after I had, you know, had sex with someone, I was like, fuck. That's why, even though I don't really care about this person, now I feel like there is something and I do care, even though I don't care. 
Um, <laughs> so exp- like being able to put like facts, you know, facts onto that has been really helpful in understanding that my body reacting and doing its job. And it's not me as a person and it's not the other person as a person. It's just like, you know, just just the way it is. I'm having water and I'm inviting you to do the same because staying hydrated is um, staying alive. And yes, this is very dramatic. So now that we know what happens more in details during sex, I think it highlights the fact that talking about your expectations and talking about... Yeah, things like also like, are you on the pill or do you have an IUD or, you know, like condoms, you know, like, do you have a condom? And, you know, like when you meet someone for the first time, when you, you know, I do recommend wearing a condom um, at all times because you don't know, like, it isn't only baby risk. Uh, in most, Sorry, in most cases, it's also like, you know, STDs are a very real thing. But like having this talk about it is very important um so yeah yeah so how can this talk go <laughs> now concretely and what to ask and what to say um it doesn't have to be like you don't have to like print out a form and bring it you know like have it in your purse before you go on a date um and like have somebody like fill up all the questions and sign it and like you know photocopy it and mail it to them, blah, blah, blah. Even though I think that would be fun in a really nerdy way. Um, I'm not talking about this. This can actually be more formal. I'm just saying since sex isn't as neutral as the, like, nowadays society want us to think of, like, you know, with dating apps and everything, um, having casual hookups is way more easier than ever, I think. I don't know. I've, I've, I, you know, obviously I wasn't alive in the seventies or the sixties. I think in the sixties, you know, casual hookups were also like very much of a thing. Um, but yeah, today they are a thing, and I think there is something really tricky about dating apps and about all of these kind of opportunities to meet new people and to have sex, which is that sex has to become this casual thing, and sex has to be something light and fun and if you don't enjoy having casual sex or if you enjoy too much you know double standards then there is something wrong with you so like there is kind of this push of having casual sex but not too much otherwise you're a slut obviously um and being casual about it and pretending we don't have feelings and pretending that you know, like, we're just looking for sex and fun and, like, Phew, no, relationship, what that? And I remember feeling this way and I remember, like, saying that and being, like... And, you know, there was a time, admittedly, in my life where I wasn't looking for anything. Um, I wasn't looking for, like, an established, committed, monogamous relationship. And that was fine. But I was... And you don't need to want to have that, to have this talk. But just making your kind of goals and expectations clear is for the best and there was a time in my life where I was pretending you know once more I didn't have needs or that I wasn't 
like I was I was looking for something that I wasn't, which was like you know casual sex. Um, and I also you know remember because not everything is black and white, and the purpose of this you know podcast isn't to tell you what to do because you're a grown ass adult. Um, but it's more to invite you to think about what you want to do, to have resources to make informed decisions which are best for you, anybody, and your, like, everything. <laughs> um, so I remember being on dating apps uh, some years ago and someone asking me, like, and a lot of, like, guys were asking me, Oh, what are you looking for? What are you looking for? What are you looking for? And I was actually unable to answer this question because I didn't know. Uh, And I was okay with that. I just wanted to be like, I just, you know, like maybe go for a drink and and then see what happens. Because what I was looking for was really dependent on where I was meeting, you know. And I think this is also something to bear in mind because maybe, you know, because, you know, I think that regardless of what you're looking for, it can and cannot happen, you know, like regardless. So let me give you an example. Um, I wasn't looking for anything specific because, you know, maybe one day I went to have a drink with someone and we had like a good contact, a good chat. But that was it. You know, it was it, it just ended. Or like on another occasion, I could have, you know, gone for having drinks and then realizing there was like some fa- some kind of physical attractions that we both wanted to explore and then having sex. And then maybe that was it because he didn't want to go further or I didn't want to go further. And then maybe at some point meeting someone and being like, well, I'm not really looking for a relationship and just f- falling madly in love with this person. Um, it just... It's, I think it's important to have clear expectations or clear-ish expectations and to communicate them, but also to be open to the magic of life. Because, you know, life is what happens when you're too busy making plans, which is a, like kind of a lame Instagram like quote and everything. But it is true. It is so very true. So I think it's important to know both. And when you're meeting someone new and when you're about to have sex with them, being transparent as to where you're at in your love and sex life, I think is important. So saying like, I'm seeing other people or I'm looking for a monogamist relationship or I just want to have fun right now. You know, like all these examples I gave before, I think this is extremely important. Maybe not to like be like, I'm looking for a person who's like X, Y, Z and having like a very thorough list of criteria. Even though if that's your thing, there is no problem with that but just communicating where you're at just like you would with like a normal person you know like a friend and it's okay to feel vulnerable while you do so because once more like we're not used to communicating our feelings or desires and it's so much easier to pretend well we think um to pretend that we don't have any of those and that we're fine with anything but deep down it isn't the case. We all have desires, and I'm talking about like desire in our, in, desires in our love lives, but also in our sex lives. Like, what do we like in sex? You know, for example. And once more, there's a balance to find between communicating things and leaving some parts, let's say, of mystery to the magic. Um, it's a balance that you have to find. 
But as a general rule of thumb, I'd say speak and communicate way more than what you're doing right now. Way more. Way more than that, even. Because it's not conversations we're used um, to have. It's not conversations that are easy to have at first. Um, when we've been raised as women, we tend to put our needs last, to even not be in touch with our needs, even less with our bodies. Um, but then being able to ask for what we want in bed is so freaking empowering, sexy, a turn-on for you and your partner. Um, yeah. So more concretely, um, if you're meeting someone tomorrow, let's say, or if you're in the stage of like, you feel like the sex sport is going to happen with this new person you're seeing or this new people you're seeing um, later, soon... I would really encourage you to talk about to talk about it. You know, and once more it doesn't have to be anything formal and if you don't feel like doing it face to face, you know, like before, you know, after having some drinks, you could just do it by text. Um and maybe it won't be before, maybe it will be after. Maybe you'll have had sex and be like I don't know, like bringing up what you want to do. But like when in like if you're looking like whatever you're looking for, if you know what you're looking for, if you know look looking for like, you know, a relationship, a casual relationship, a friendship with benefits, whatever, really like I do emphasize the need to talk about it before, just to make sure that the other person is on the same page. And if they're not, to have the freedom to back up. Because sex is an an intimate act. And it might not be for you, which is absolutely all right, but it might be for the other person, okay? So even if you're cool with being casual and unsaid thing and you know that, for example, you're just on a phase where you just want to have casual sex left and right, which once more, no judgment at all, this is perfectly fine but just communicate it to your partners before you engage into sex because they might have other expectations and their expectations are their problem and responsibilities. They are not yours. You know, don't feel like you have to get into a relationship because someone expects you to, all right? That's not what it's about. It's about laying your expectations and what you're saying, like this relationship going on because even if you're just having like a casual hookup, even if you're just seeing this person once and having sex with them once, you have a relationship with them, even if it's like a very short-lived one. And every relationship requires communications and mutual trust, okay? And you have that by communicating what you want, your needs, your desires, and your fucking expectations. And quite literally fucking expectations, you know. What do you expect from the fucking? What do you expect from this relationship? Is it going to keep going? Is it going to stop? Blah, blah, blah. Um, yes, I think that's it. I'm going to have some more water. Oh, yeah. Um, you know when to mix this up. 
once more before sex would be better. Um, so best way to bring up this kind of topic, which is, you know, which can be really vulnerable and touchy, is to use I statements. So this is one of the principles of nonviolent communications. So instead of saying you or we, just explaining stuff from your point of view, your feelings, um, I would like to, or, you know, like, just just start your sentences with I. It's, you know, what I statements mean. This is valuable for any kind of conversation you have, any kind of difficult conversation you might have, any argument, negotiation, just in any kind of um, setting. And then, yes, a reminder that if it feels really vulnerable to talk about this before with someone... I want to invite you to maybe consider that sex might not be the best option. Obviously, it's your body, your choices. I'm just saying it because I've been there and I know what it's like. If you're too shy and you really can't, like, you really can't bring yourself to bringing, you know, like the sex conversation before you have sex, the conversation before you have sex, um, if you're really not able to bring it up with your partner, then maybe you're not ready to have sex with them. Because sex can be very vulnerable and intimate. Once more, it doesn't have to. But it can be. So if you're not ready for having a vulnerable moment with them, which is what sex is about, um, then maybe you're not ready to have sex with them. And maybe you need to take your more time. Or maybe you're trying to convince yourself that it's cool and casual and it's not. Okay? So be careful about that. As in, be mindful about this. <sighs> yeah, because if you can't have like a vulnerable conversation with someone, maybe you can't be vulnerable and have sex with them. And this is also valid about um, being drunk or under substance abuse, you know, whatever your poison is. If you can't have sex with someone without having had, you know, like any substance that's make you feel better before, and I'm not talking about water here, then maybe you're not ready to have sex with them, you know. And I, once more, I am not judging you for having sex under the influence of whatever. I've done that lots of times and it was fun sometimes. Um, But it is important to talk about consent here. Informed consent is consent that isn't given under the influence of alcohol, drugs or anything really. Um, And goes both ways. Okay, I'm going to stop here because this like could turn into like a five hours episode and I don't want it to be. I do hope you've learned some things and that this episode has made you think about the conversation you might need to have right now with people. And if you don't know where to start, just like start, you know, like just start by saying to the other person, I need to talk to you or, you know, like we haven't really talked about our expectations, can we do that next time? Just like, just go for it. There will never be A, a perfect moment to bring it up and B, a perfect way. 
So you just might, you know, you just might as well go for it. Okay, that is it for now. Thanks for listening. Um, and see you soon.